I am turning off AC so we can hear. Yep, gotcha. But if you get like annoyed, we can change it. Because um, this is fun to do the show from it, you picking me up. I know, it's a first ever. Yeah, you've, never, I, you've always high, just, pre- high pressure on you. I, well, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know you drove a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Way to work the audio <laughs> medium. Well done. Are these knobs gold? <laughs> <laughs> Holy, I'm really, I, you don't see you as a Rolls Royce guy. The pressure is on you. you this is, this is <laughs> going to be, this has to be the best episode ever. ever. Or, else, or, or else, yeah, it's over. I view this as your big break. This is it. That is the voice of the great Jimmy Fallon. It's Mike Birbiglia. We're back on Working It Out. New episode. Uh, Love this episode. I think you're going to love this one. Uh, It's got tons of jokes. It's the first time I've ever picked up one of my guests. Now I'm thinking I should do this more often. We get right into it. And uh, and we have a great time chatting. Um, Right now, if you're anywhere near Los Angeles, I am performing the full production, set design, lighting design, the whole thing of the old man and the pool. It is spectacular. We just had opening night last night. All of, so many of my heroes showed up. You know, Jack Black was there and Jimmy Kimmel and David Chang and Larry Wilmore, all these people who I'm so enamored with. And just come see it. If you're anywhere near Southern California, come see it. I'm, I'm touring it also in the fall. Uh, there's, there's limited tickets left, and it, it won't, just so you know, it, it's not the full production of the set design. We can't bring it to every single city. It's so involved. But I'll be in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Toronto, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Columbus, Detroit, Nashville, Mesa, Arizona, and Salt Lake City. Uh, all of that's on Burbigs.com. There will be a New York announcement. It's hopefully coming soon. The only way you will be the first to know is signing up on my mailing list, Burbigs.com. But today I talked to Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, of course, I was first introduced when he was a cast member on SNL in a legendary cast and legendary sketches. We talk all about that today. I met him when he was the host of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and then on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. We've known each other for about 20 years. He was, like, so nice to me since the first time we met, like, at at Caroline's when I was opening for Pablo Francisco all these years ago. There's tons of jokes in this episode. It's really fun. He's a great storyteller. He has this wild story uh, where he hurt his finger many years ago, and I don't want to give away what happens, but it's like thought he broke his finger and actually it was much worse than that uh and and we talk about that um we talk about so many things he's a some of the best slow round answers i've ever heard on the podcast i'm not going to give away anymore enjoy my conversation with the great jimmy fallon I remember seeing you at Caroline's. Yeah. Uh, opening up for 20 Pablo. years ago. That 20 years tw- ago. It was 20 That's years That's when ago. we met, yep. Gosh, Pablo had such a good closer, too. He, Pablo's like one of the... Pablo Francisco, and when I used to be an uh, 
a, a door person in Washington, D.C. improv. I'd see everybody. You know, you'd see George yeah. Lopez, Margaret Cho, you know, like just like best of the best of the best. Chappelle, like everybody come in. And Pablo Francisco, to this day, funniest 40 minutes I think I've ever seen in terms of like blowing the doors off. I couldn't, no one could follow him. You couldn't follow him. It was un. In a world, he would do that. In bit. a world. Yeah, he, he does do the voice. Bit. He does the movie voice. He would do the fight. Yep. The the, the girls getting in a fight. That was yep. a big bit. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. He was so funny. But I went to go see him, and then you open. I go, who is this dude? Like, yeah. You were so different and so funny and, and great. I was like, oh, my God. I just saw, like, the funniest guy. And then uh, I met you there, uh, I think, afterwards. I, we said hi, right? Yeah. And I then, was selling my self-titled, self-released CD, Dog Years, in the lobby. You came up and you were so nice. I, I always remember it. I always remember when people are nice because when you're coming up and you're at the bottom of the business, most people aren't that nice. No, dude, I <laughs> remember, almost no one. <laughs> I won't say his name, but I opened up for some comedian. All weekend, I was the <laughs> MC. opened up for him all weekend. At the end, he goes, he goes, Jimmy, it would be great if at the end of the show you could say, hey, guys, uh, blah, 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 it's... He just told me he's so nice. He said that he will s- sign every CD that you buy uh, in the in the lobby. He just said so. After the show, he's going to meet you out there. If you buy the CD, he'll sign it for you. That isn't that cool. And I did that every show, right? Help this yeah. guy sell CDs. At the end of the show is a Sunday night show, and uh, you know I did two shows Friday, three on Saturday, one on Sunday. I think I'm leaving. I'm with my dad. He used to drive me to gigs. I was two. I didn't have my driver's license. So I so my dad would drive me to gigs. So I'm with my dad. I have the money that I made from emceeing that weekend. I go, uh, hey, buddy, I'd like to buy one of your CDs. And he goes, uh, absolutely. He goes, uh, sorry, Jimmy, but, you know, I have to I have to charge you for oh, it. Oh, no way. And I go, of course, sure, sure, sure. I hate this. Well, that was just so mean. That he I hate it. Charge. And then he, um, he's writing on it. And I go, this is so cool. He's going to write, like... Good luck in the no. business. You're going to, you know, don't quit. Don't give up. Something like that. He just signed his name and his catchphrase. Dip it and ranch. That wasn't his catchphrase. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Dip it and ranch. <laughs> we were, t- we were talking about the drive over about the best catchphrases. Hamburger. Hamburger. It was like Ed Hamburger you do, there's, a, there's a comic who would do a joke and then they would say hamburger. You go, hamburger. Hamburger. Yeah. Hamburger. And you get you Killed. just crush when he said ham. So my catchphrase, if I start go back on the scene, is dip it in ranch. Dip in ranch. Yeah. So you could it could be the worst thing. America loves anything if you dip it in ranch. Yeah. That's the kind of the setup. And then you just go, yeah, yeah. My wife served me divorce papers. Uh, I took the papers. I dipped it in ranch. <laughs> dip it in ranch. Is this real? And then is this real? No. Oh, you're, this is if you go on the road as a comic, this is going to be your catchphrase. <laughs> no, it's not real at all. But and then, but he gets so successful that his second party, yeah. he, he only says "dip it." He doesn't even say "in ranch." I goes, like that. Dip it. Well, obviously, he's going to cash in with the ranch, but name Jimmy Jimmy Ranch Fallon. Yeah. Jimmy Ranch Fallon. But Jimmy then, Dippin' Ranch Fallon. You can sell the ranch dressing. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Fallon Ranch dressing. But then third or fourth special, he doesn't. He hates. Even anyone don't even bring up dipping ranch. Mm. He doesn't want to be that guy. Yeah, no, it's I mean, gaffing it, it with hot pockets. It, it's yeah. I mean, people just go to his shows and they go hot pockets. <laughs> He's trying to get a rhythm going. Does, he has to do hot pockets. Yeah, I think he. I want to say he encores with it. I heard I've Brian heard Regan. That I've yeah, heard Brian, Brian Regan, Regan encores with some stuff. Because you want to hear the the girth. You too. You want to hear the girth. You too. You too. You got to do. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
I was at the airport and I was checking my thing, and you the too. guy goes, "Have a nice day." I go, "You too." I go, "You too <laughs> with your flight that you're not going on a flight, but if you were, it would be uh, Mister, in the can, future." Do you see the switch from where you're sitting? Can can you flip this? Can you flip it? Can you flip the switch? Maybe he's turning on his cable. I slip into Brian Regan every now and then. Oh, when he's doing the greatest monologues. He and he and Mitch Hedberg are the two of the most infectious voices in comedy I can remember. I love your voice, but I don't slip into your voice. No, no, but because you know you have a thing. It's so you. But I love that. Well, I think we talked about this. Where some people think that you're drunk. I know. I'm Whenever like, I'm on your show, I'm like, or this you is know, delivery or, or Kimmel's show, people will put in the comments on YouTube like, "He's drunk," and and not even like he <laughs> might be drunk. And first of all, I've never had a drink before a, a show. talk show or one of my shows ever. Yeah, like maybe when I was starting but your, out. Your delivery sometimes you just you you, you you're talking and you just like yeah. You were, I'm walking and working through you're it. Working and you're yeah exactly and you're going. But I was understanding that <laughs> this would be the and you. It's kind of a slurring, but it's not. But it's so great. But it's your delivery, and it's so copyable. But I don't think I've I've slipped into you. I did Steve Martin the other night. I've uh, done that, right? Just go like, well, my favorite uh, contestants on The Bachelor are Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Thun, Thun, and Jasper, and oh Jay. Oh my god! And of course, I'm then and then the problem. And I'm like, Steve Martin should sue me. The thing that I steal from Steve Martin without realizing it is is like the tone. I think it's on Let's Get Small where he goes, and now time for professional show business. <laughs> <laughs> it's like halfway through the album. <laughs> And now time for mm. professional show business. Dude, they, I, this, I love comedy albums, which I... Yes, man, thank you're you, a big vinyl the, guy. I'm a big vinyl guy, but I love... It's hilarious because I got this amazing vinyl setup. I mean, it is the most insane... It's unreal. ...setup that I got told what to do from Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise came out and he goes, I heard you But you're, you're not going to name drop today, are you? No. no I would Another Tom Cruise, right? Like a different... No, the Tom Cruise. I mean, <laughs> he, actually, I didn't even hear from him. It was I was at Quentin Tarantino was you got telling be. me about <laughs> he was ta- no Scorsese. Scors- 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 Marty Kier- cut him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him right. Marty. He, right. Marty cut him off, and he was Kirsten like, Dunst was there. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. Oh my gosh, and then Is the yeah, Strokes. Yeah, the whole, the whole they the whole band was there. Right, right, right. Everyone was there. Right. So uh, uh, I was just trying to think. Um, at, and McCart, <laughs> you were wearing McCartney's shoes because he let you borrow them because yours were all wet. Yeah, they were soaking wet because I was like, I was just wearing them in the pool. I was like, oh, is this funny? And How's like, that pertinent to the story? Oh, I forgot the story. <laughs> You and I did a sleepover with our daughters. We did an outdoor camping. We went camping together. Yeah. I yeah. never camped. We slept together. We slept together. Yeah. In adjoining tents. Yeah, different tents. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. But And you made pancakes in the morning. I made pancakes. And we had a fire? We, had, we sat around the fire. We had a discussion. We had s'mores. The yeah. fire was too hot, by the way. Fire, well, fire was insane. It had like 14 Duraflames in it. It was a trou- troublesome fire. Yeah, we had to get the kids away from the fire. It wasn't as... <laughs> Did you know there's you a certain to be point in the campfire where I was trying to block the kids from the fire? I think your leg hair was melting. <laughs> you might go, Mike, I think you're too close because the wind was coming up. But I'm like, I was like, weird. I'm like, hey, dude, did you, do you want to go camping? Yeah. And you were like, uh, sure. Yeah. What? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so we did it. Yeah. Dude, we camped. It was fun. But I have to say, like, it, I'm a convert now on camping, and I'd never done it. <laughs> I'd never done it. Have you done it? No. I think I did it once in high school. And I, I look forward to it. I would, I would buy those magazines, like outdoor magazines, outside magazine. Yeah. Because it's so foreign to me. 
Yeah. I'm so interesting. I love those magazines. I'm like, we crossed over the crevasse and I go, crevasse. Yeah. I would never even see a crevasse <laughs> or, or, or it, to cross it. You, I, your comedy, when you, you put on a show every damn night and it's all, you always have like positive vibe, positive energy. And then when you cut your, when you hurt yourself years ago, you had this really moving speech where you go, I'm looking within, I'm thinking, I'm reading these books, you know, like yeah. Victor Frankl's book about yeah. the meaning of life and all that stuff. And you're like watching TV and it's like comedians and comedy and it's getting you through. And you're like, oh, that's my purpose too, is to get out and entertain people. Yeah, and I, I feel that way since the pandemic where I'm like, all I have is to entertain people. That's that's my job. When when, when you're down, when you're on the other side of it, you 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 recognize it and love it so much more, and you don't you don't take it for granted when you're down, and and you're like and you're like hurting. You're like, oh, I love comedy. Mm-hmm. I love comedians. I love entertaining entertainment. Yeah. I love music. I love shows. I, I talk to the hospital. I'm like, do you want just hours of the Tonight Show to just give to people <laughs> yeah. in, in the in their rooms? Just give them. Here's a DVD or a hard drive with. Yeah, you know, I, I've done almost two thousand Tonight Shows. Unbelievable. There's two thousand hours of wow. programming. That I mean, you miss it, and I I miss it. It's almost like in the pandemic. You know, I I remember when it first started. I give my wife credit because she was like, "What's the plan?" I go. It's no plan. I think I'm just off for two weeks. She goes, you're not off for two weeks. What are you talking about? This is when people need you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Go get your phone and yeah. record yourself and make people laugh. Yeah, yeah. We're all going through this crazy thing together. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, yeah, okay. She goes, get a, uh, a tripod. I go, I don't have a tripod. And we're not supposed to leave the house. So I made like a totally like rogue. I went rogue and right. went down to PC Richards and got a tripod for my phone. Wow. And I was just doing the show from there and... uh she would sometimes hold the camera at my wife and she would not laugh at any of my jokes. And I go, Oh my gosh. Honey, at least laugh at one of them. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, so this funny. is crickets. You're not, she's like, I don't want to be the person that's just laughing at everything you say. I go, I know, but one or two. Oh my God. Or that's shake the camera or something. Just let me know shake that you're the camera. entertaining something. I'm entertaining you in some way. I mean, this, I'm eating a crickets. Crickets weren't even making noise. Crickets during were COVID. They, crickets they, were taking a break. Crickets took a break during COVID as well. So it was just <laughs> silence. You heard dust. But I always think of that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is all that matters. You just hear this is something. Someone's listening to this podcast who just had a rough time. Yeah. And we're getting them through the rough time by by talking and hopefully entertaining them, making them think, making them laugh. I'm and that's amazing. I'm experiencing that with my live show right now, where even the other night, you were at the show in Sag Harbor, and you can feel an energy in the room that is like— nothing I've ever experienced in comedy because I think I have a lot of people coming up to me and being like, I haven't really laughed in two years. And they're not, they're, they're, they're probably exaggerating, but I don't think they're exaggerating uh, that really. much. Yeah. yeah. Haven't, I haven't laughed in two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people don't have that in their life. Yeah. You know, it's an amazing thing to laugh. Yeah. You know? That was, a, uh, it was, it's just amazing. Can you hear me laugh when oh, I'm yeah. laughing? At this show, I heard you laugh. I love it. You can hear my laugh. Oh, so much. Yeah. Can't I can't hear Jen's laugh. The other day we my mom goes, uh, Una has a Una's such a great laugher. And um I go, Yeah, she's a great laugher. And I go, Una, who do you think laughs in the house the most? She goes, Dad. And I go <laughs> and, and Jen was like, I laugh too. And 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 we were like, Yeah. And then Jen goes, I'm a quiet laugher. I laugh like the wind. She's like she's like, the two of you are like thunderstorm laughers 
That's true. <laughs> laugh like the wind. Yeah. You know, I sat behind. I'm not to, I wouldn't name drop. I don't do that yeah. on the show. But uh, I sat in front of uh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> so not only am I name dropping, I'm also saying I have a better seat than <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Man, I really changed. Huh? I became a real jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was sitting in front of Hollywood phony. I really Hollywood phony Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah. Talks for <laughs> to, yeah. to every. Uh, so, anyways, sitting. It was at the SNL 40th, and I'm sitting there, and Jack Nicholson laughs like you want Jack Nicholson to laugh. Aww. So he. They're, they're, that's he nice. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh my god, that's so funny. Ha, 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 ha. That is so that's funny. How he laughs. Oh my God, I, I love like, that. This is unbelievable. It's almost like someone's doing an impression oh. of Jack Nicholson laughing. That's how he laughs. <laughs> when you and I were talking the other night and about sort of what drew us to comedy, for me, it was like, I was always interested in comedy. And then I auditioned for the improv troupe as a freshman out of college. And now I got, I got in and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, these are my people. Yeah. I can't believe it. I you can't believe these people. people are this funny. I can't believe there's 10 people who are this funny in the, on the planet, even. It, my story is what happened to me is I, got, I had to go to summer school. Yeah. And my parents, that's a punishment. My parents were like, see, this is what you get. You don't do your, you don't, you're not smart in school. You, you don't screw around. You got to go to summer school. I yeah, go, yeah, yeah. And maybe cry and everything. Go, oh, my uh-huh. gosh. And then I go, my grandfather dropped me off and went to summer school. And I got, walked into a room, and there was 15 of me yeah. sitting there. And I go, this is fantastic. Yeah. Everyone making jokes. Yeah. This is fun. This is where I belong in the first place. Yeah. This is why I met my people. We had the best. I loved summer school. That yeah. was my favorite thing I've ever done. I loved it. It was so a great much. ad for summer school. Oh, we were doing jokes and then we just became friends. It was the best. Can you remember? It's like, who was the funniest person you knew? Joey Gonzalez was, I think I was in summer school with him because we were both trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, we would do bits. We'd walk and trip into things, pretend we'd hit our nose and to the locker, and you know, ch- imitating uh, you know Chevy Chase, you know, uh, you know SNL stuff. Yeah, that uh, was a lot of my early stuff. Is just copying, literally, co- like I would copy John Lovitz doing his annoying man character for Weekend Update, really? like annoying man. No, of course, and yeah, my friend David. So I was doing that in eighth grade. In eighth grade, to impress this girl who I had a crush on, who was sitting at our science table, and this guy, um, I was doing it to his face, like, ah, annoying man, kind of like mm-hmm. the way John Lovitz was doing it to, and um, this guy, Kenny, he punches me in the face. Wow. And so I was kill- mm. I was like killing with annoying man. I was ripping off someone's bed. As an eighth grader, of course, I was killing. Everyone's like, "This guy's great." What is this? They haven't even you seen the bit. You know what I mean? He punched, and it. then he punched me, and then they cheer for that too. Wow! They're like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. And then it gets better, and then wow. I'm bleeding, and then I have to go to the nurse because you did a John Lovitz. I did a John bit. Lovitz bit. I got punched in the face for it. Wow, that's wild. Punch me in the face. No, I've never been hit in the face uh, for doing stand up. One heckler once. I was making fun of him, and he, like, got on stage or something. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was at a USO thing. I was in Japan. Wow. And they were, like, and, and I, all the military guys wanted me to punch this guy because I guess you're not allowed to hit a civilian or you yeah. go to, like, prison or something. Oh, so wow. if I hit this guy, he's not allowed to punch, fight back. But I'm not, what am I doing? I was doing impressions of Travolta at the time. <laughs> I, what is this guy standing on stage? He was wasted. I heard you were doing a, a bit... Where 
You were shaving on stage? <laughs> that was so bad. Dude, it was the, I thought it was so Andy Kaufman. You were actually shaving your face. I thought it would be like the thing that everyone talks about. This would be... This would be <laughs> it's like, always oh, the thing in your head that everyone's going to talk about. Jimmy found out. Dude, I was there the night. It yeah. was genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, someone was doing... Uh, for the, it was, If you don't know, if they have these um, uh, showcases at comedy clubs. You know, So I would do the improv, which is my favorite club. Like 10 comics or something. And they're, yeah, they're the on host. a list. HBO is in yeah. the audience, and they're looking to hire a comedian for this thing so you go to so, so i wasn't on the tent the list but yeah. i was the first comedian on after that yeah and i thought if i did something that they would remember then they would cast me in this thing yeah you know so i go here's what i do i'm gonna i, I grew some stubble oh my god and i was gonna go on stage and i was gonna put shaving cream on and shave during my act and i brought up it was so bad and janky and not funny and i had a bowl of like water and i had yeah. shaving cream and I went up, had nothing to do with my act. I just oh my did my God. normal act. And then I'm like, you know, hey, you guys go to the movies? And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I put shaving cream on. And I'm like, do you know, how oh my big, God. Uh, you know, those big, you know, things of yeah. Coke, you know, that's the one you get a, a refill from, you know, yeah. just doing my normal act. Then I, you know, then I wiped it off with a towel. I brought a towel yeah. to and left. It, it was awful. I bombed, tanked. I did not get cast in anything. Never did the shaving bit again. It was not funny. I didn't make no sense. But in my walking up there, I'm like, this is a big swing. It grows. Uh, so uh, here's a, here's a pitch. Punch it up. We'll have you do it again. We're gonna have you do the shaming bit again. You you shave on stage. We get you up on stage at a comedy club. You shave. Uh-huh. You walk behind a curtain. You put on a fake beard, beard? and then you walk That's back funny. and go. It grows back so fast. <laughs> Oh, a fake beard is great. Dude, I want to do it now. That's it. I shave, and then I go back, and then I have a full beard People on. don't understand. It grows back so fast. <laughs> dip it. Dip it and ranch. Dip it and ranch. Close with dip it and ranch. Dip, dip it and ranch. You, it's one of the things I love about you, but also, like, was, like, when you were on SNL, you broke a lot. Like, you'd laugh a lot. Yeah. And, like, famously, like, in Cowbell. I had like, one I was line in that. Yeah, you had one line. You were laughing. You were laughing so hard. And one, my one line, it was, a, I think it was, like, my fourth or fifth episode of the show. And I'm uh, obviously, uh, I'm a fan of. No way. Was that your fourth or fifth show? Yeah. Oh, my I God. Was brand new on SNL. I remember thinking, I had this bit because it was Cowbell, right? And the whole idea of Christopher Walken it was, wants to come in and say, like, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's basically, um, if, you sketch, cult, uh, if you haven't seen the sketch. Famous 70s band. Yeah, and so yeah. in that song, Don't Fear the Reaper, there's a cowbell in there. Yeah. And I think Will and Adam McKay thought that was funny. It, and, so, and it is. And it is funny that, that there is cowbell on that song. <laughs> so, so he's like, and it's such a heavy, hard, yeah. heavy metal song. You go... Imagine if they were recording it and the engineer just like, hey, let's do another take, guys. I think you're really going to want more cowbell on that thing because it's really going to resonate, you know, and make the track, you know, whatever. It, that gets funny just analyzing that. Yeah. So I thought what would be genius is if I snap the drums because I'm lip syncing to the song. Yeah. And then I go, if I snap the drumsticks together, like before we do the take, it'll sound like I'm really a drummer. So I'll be like, right. Boom, boom, bam. Yeah. yeah. You know, I go, oh, that's genius. No one at SNL has ever done that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Wow. That's what I thought I'd be, again. Bring some reality to like it. Like the shaving bit. Everyone's yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who's the genius yeah, yeah. drummer? Right as I'm about to do my line, I go over to Catan and Willer. Everyone's on fire. Everyone's oh, yeah. so funny. Catan's hilarious in that sketch. Catan's the best. Parnella's unbelievable. Yeah. Horatio's great. Uh, Christopher Walken out Christopher Unreal. Walken himself. Unreal. He was doing an impression of himself. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. going, he, no, he was yeah. talking now. He wasn't even speaking English. It was unbelievable. Everything was funny. Catan pushes Will, and Will's sunglasses fall off. 
And he turned around and I see the eyes of a lunatic. And I just lost it, man. His gut oh is God. hanging out. His stomach is hanging out. Oh my God. And he's sweating and his eyes are like, and he's like out of breath. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And that was my only line. And I'm like, whatever, quit ruining his first gene, whatever. You know, and so I broke. And then I think Will broke a little bit in that too, but you can barely tell that he's breaking because he's like, because he's just yelling, but oh, he's yes, also... yes, He's breaking a he's little bit. He's covering by yelling. I used to make... Because then, then it became a thing where he would try to make me laugh. I was embarrassed that I did it, and I wish I didn't do it, and I, you know, I apologized it's to like McKay. It's like one of the most iconic sketches of all time on the show. Such a bummer. I'm so mad I did it, but I loved being in it. But, you know, I was an easy laugher, and so we would do sketches where we'd be in a hot tub, and Will Ferrell would put his hands next to my leg, and he'd squeeze my leg every time I had a line, and I would just break. He was already, the sketch was already bizarre and funny. Him and Dratch were great. Yeah. But then uh, I remember he would do a thing on Weekend Update. He was, Jacob Silge was the guy, and he, he had voice modulation problems. Yeah. So his voice just never modulated, never went up or down, and it's a serious problem, Jimmy <laughs> and Tina, blah, blah, blah. And he'd just keep doing that. And every time the camera was off of me, off of a two-shot, I would laugh at Will. Yeah. I'd be like, like yeah, crying, yeah. and then the camera's back on. I thought, but he would know that I was laughing. And so Will was trying so hard to not laugh that his glasses fogged up. Oh so he, if you ever see that sketch, I don't know if it's anywhere, but he's from not laughing, from not breaking, his face got so hot that he fogged his own glasses up. Oh, my God. It was so good. Was he the person who broke you the most on the show? He was always the, he was always the funniest to me as a viewer. Oh, God, because you just love him so much. He would do so many bits that just tanked. We would actually, it would be the, you know, five minutes to, you know, one in the morning, the last yeah. sketch of the night. And it's just, we need a sketch. And it's just, we knew it was going to tank. And the whole cast would just come out and watch Will tank Oh, my it. God. And he was trying to be funny. But we would, we would stand next to the camera operators and just laugh and be like, oh, my God, this is eating it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny to watch. And, and it's just, and that's all that, I mean, sometimes when you talk to comedians, that's all we talk about is how yeah, bad we bombing. bombed. Yeah. Like, what was the worst thing? And you go, oh, dude, that was so funny. I'm watching you bomb. I remember doing, once I was doing impressions and I didn't change my act. And I was some charity event and I was doing an impression of, it, they're all dated. They're all dated impressions. And nothing was working. Uh, uh, I think I was doing like Casey Kasem. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I remember, and now John Stewart was in the front row and he was looking at me and he was, Red from embarrassment of watching oh me God. bomb. No. He was laughing so hard. And I go, uh, next up, uh, Cliff Clavin from Cheers. And he goes, I remember him mouthing, going, Cliff from Cheers. What are you doing? <laughs> Helix Mattress is ground floor sponsor on Working It Out. Uh, I love the Helix mattress. I think our whole staff of Working It Out loves the Helix mattress. The, the Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made for kids. I have to say, I, I'm someone who, because of my sleep disorder, I think a lot about sleep. I think about how much sleep I'm getting. I think that having a great mattress is so darn important. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Get me those two free pillows, please, immediately. For our Working Out listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash 
with Helix, better sleep starts now. No, now. No, now. Helixsleep.com slash Burbigs. All right, back to the show. This is the thing we do called the slow round. And uh, what's the worst? You've ever had a really good nickname or a bad nickname in your life? <laughs> yeah. The worst nickname was uh, Jim Hat. Jim Hat? Because <laughs> I was in college and Jim Hat was another name for a condom. Oh. Uh, in the 90s. All so right. Just, so, and uh, my hat. roommate, uh, there was, and it was in lyrics and they were like, so you want to get a Jimmy hat or Jim? So, oh. so he's like, Yo, I'm going to call you Jim Hat. Oh, so God. I go, okay. It didn't stick. Yeah. But he would call me Jim Hat and think that was funny. And then I go, because at the time it was a word. And I was like, Jim Hat, I don't want to be called that. But yeah. That was, that was at. Um, you were at, but that's when you were at St. Rose. I was at College of St. Rose. It was, it was funny. Like years ago, my mom's friend Tonita would be like, <laughs> would be like, you know, my family's from Massachusetts. We don't really know that many people in show business, if any. I, if, I don't think we know any. And her friend Tanita was like, I know Jimmy Fallon. She was like, I, I worked at St. Rose and I helped him graduate. And then I was like, I brought, I, I was like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I didn't say it, but then I was on your show one time and I was like, do you know Tanita? She said she helped you graduate. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's real. That's a true story. Because yeah, I think like you were a month from graduating or something. Yeah, I I dropped out. Yeah, with like four credits left. <laughs> okay, but my major was communications. Yeah, so I go, don't I get credit for anything I've done? Right, come on. I'm the host of the Tonight Show. Right, that's communicating. Yeah, at, at its at a, ma- at a mass level, at a ma- maximum yeah, level. Yeah, I go, yeah, most. give me four credits for that. Oh yeah, and she helped me get it. Yeah, Tanita. Yeah, I got my doctorate. I'm a doctor. Wow, your doctor. Yeah. Oh my god, Doctor Fallon, I'm so sorry. Yeah. In fact, I feel so bad. You got to redo the intro. <laughs> oh my god! Because I want to be introduced <laughs> as a doctor. Yeah, you didn't know that. I was you're no, talking to a doctor I the whole feel time. So bad. I I should have asked your publicists. Yeah, I should have talked to somebody. But, yeah, but yeah, you. but if not a medical doctor, I should say. Right, right, right. No, no, of course. No. So if there's anything that happens here in the studio, I can't help anyone. So Jim Hat, and then what's a good nickname? What do people call you your whole life, Jimmy? Uh, Fallon. Uh, Jimmy, I guess you know. I was Jim for. Uh, my whole life, yeah. Like Jim Fallon, yeah. You know that's because I think I just want to be like my dad, and that's what it was all about. And I wanted, my dad was Jim, right? And my mom was Gloria, and my sister was Gloria, yeah. Very unoriginal parents. Jim, Jim, Gloria, Gloria, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was the worst. That's hilarious. It's even dumber. My grandmother was Gloria. Oh my god, to, to think of another name. What is happening? Get over yourself. What is happening with the Fallons? We'd have to answer the phone. I go, they go, hey, is Gloria there? And I go. Big Gloria or Little Gloria? <laughs> and my mom would go, don't call me big. I don't even call Big Gloria. Medium Gloria. I go, yeah, yeah. medium. Oh, jeez. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Medium Gloria. My mom and dad were just characters. They were great. My my mom, was, uh, she passed away uh, a couple years ago now. And, uh, but she was the funniest. She was such a character. Yeah. Such a character. Irish? Irish. Yeah. Irish all the way. She loved to cook, even though Irish people have no cuisine. Um we Irish people really don't. We have nothing. We boil. Oh, no, no, no. Boil everything. Oh, yeah. What is it? Boil it. We're going to get, yeah. Egg, boil it. <laughs> Oatmeal, boil it. Corned beef, cabbage. Have you tried boiling it? There's no Irish cookbooks. They don't exist. Irish cookbooks, first page says, meet an Italian family. Befriend them. <laughs> meet an Italian family. <laughs> yeah. Be friends. We have, have Italian oh, yeah, yeah. name. But we had no, but she tried to cook stuff and she was just great. And every time I would visit her from Siren Live, I remember going to visit and she goes, uh, uh, let's go out for dinner. 
Yeah. Because she wants to show me off, you yeah. know, whatever. And I go, yeah, I don't, I come home because I want home cooked stuff. Right. I don't want to go out to dinner. There's plenty of restaurants in New York right. City. Mom, I don't know if you know this. She's like, let's just go. I go, all right, well, just don't make a big deal. She's like, I'm not going to make a big deal. I go, I know, but you do sometimes, and I don't want to make a big deal. I just want to go out to dinner. I just want to see you and dad. And she's like, all right, let's go out. I'm not going to make a big deal. I go, great. So we go to this restaurant. She sits down uh, at the table. She goes, I don't think I like this table. I go, you're going to make a big deal. Don't make a big deal. She goes, mommy, I just don't think this table's the right. I go, stop already. This is a thing. She goes, so we order the food. She goes, I think I'm going to get the lamb chops or something. I go, okay, great. So we order the thing. They, I'm not kidding. The server brings my dad's dish, my dish, and not my mom's dish. Mm. And she just goes, sorry, we're just, it's going to be a few more minutes on the lamb chops. So my mom's like, I go, do not make a big deal. Oh don't, Mom, please. She's like, where's my, where's my lamb chops? I go, oh don't make a big deal. I'm just saying. Just So she's drinking her wine. She's like, two minutes go by. She goes, just eat. Just eat. I don't care. When it comes out, it'll come out. You know what? I'm not even going to eat. I'm not even, that's who you know when she's mad. She overpronounces things. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to eat. Oh, my God. I go, just, what do you mean you're not going to eat? Just oh eat the thing when it comes out. She's like, I'm not, not going to. She's like almost in tears, man. Oh, my God. And, and so the Irish, you know, grudge comes out. So they finally come out. They give her a lamb thing. I go, just please eat. Enjoy. We're at a restaurant. Have fun. Don't make a thing. Yeah. Don't make this a big deal. She eats the lamb chop. I'm not kidding. She goes, oh, my God. <laughs> I go, you're not. You're not choking, right? Yeah. You choking? Like, <laughs> my dad's like, she's choking. He puts his finger down in my mom's no. throat. To, and a woman down four tables goes, oh my God, they're choking. She goes, I'm a nurse. Runs over, knocking stuff over. Things are getting oh my God. Not banged and knocked oh my over. God. She grabs my mother and lifts her up and starts giving my mom the Heimlich. And I'm hearing noises I've never heard from my mother ever. She, my mom's going like, ooh, 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 ooh. And then a lamb ball comes flying out of her mouth and hits the wall. And she sits down and there's tears. And I go, thank you for not making a scene. Yeah. You just wanted a quiet night. You just made the worst scene you oh ever God. could ever think wow. of. Wow. Holy moly. Wow. Yeah, she did it. She's a character. My parent, my, I talked to my mom the other night. I can say this because she's on the other side of it. She had a surgery the other night and I was really worried to the point where I was like, I, I did, we talk a lot about it in the show, but I, we say, I love you. And I go, I didn't yeah. say, I didn't say I love you. I go, <laughs> I go, I'm going to pray for you, which is a real leap because I don't pray. I go, I'm going to pray for you wow. with love. <laughs> close. I, yeah. yeah close, close to saying it. Close. I love you. And then, and then, uh, you know, and then it breaks open a can of worms because Una's there on speaker. And then afterwards, she's like, do you believe in God? And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's complicated. Nobody, nobody knows the nobody, whole thing. Nobody knows anything for certain. <laughs> it's like true. that whole thing. If, you, if it makes you happy, you should yeah. believe in God. But it's interesting because it's like that, it, it, it raises that question of like, okay, you're talking to your mom. She's going in for surgery. She's 82 years old. 82 year old in surgery is like, it's worrisome. And it's like, well, what do you do if you're at that? Like, what are the thing? What's the thing you're gonna say? I'll pray for you. And I did. I prayed for you. I literally going back to the Catholic <laughs> thing. Still can't I, say I, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. You said the Hail I Mary. I said the Hail Mary. I said like four of them. I actually had to say four of them to reconjure the words. I, did, I was like, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm not gonna Google Hail Mary. Ooh, did you, Hail Mary, you full remember? grace, Lord's with you. Blessed are you Wars among women, thee. and blessed is the, 
uh, fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. That's that. I think that's how. Do you know the Our Father? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Ugh, and then I drops off. Really? What do you have? You have it? Yeah. The kingdom come, thy will be done. Oh, yeah. On earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. No. But deliver us from evil. Yeah. Now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Is Did, that what it is? Was that the end of Hail Mary? Yeah, yeah. I might have. They stole the end. Yeah. It's a reprise. I think. Yeah. Now, they, that, those they, are the they, two. they should all end on now and at the hour of our death. Now and at the hour of our Amen. death. Amen. <laughs> Act of contrition is a good one, too. The prayer should. What's that one? That's like, oh my God, I'm sorry for my sins. In choosing to sin and failing to do good, I've sinned against you and your church. I firmly intend with the help of your son to make up for my sins oh, wow. and to love as I should. Jesus, amen. I don't even know now this one. Is that Catholic? No, I made that one. <laughs> now and at the hour of our death, amen. Wait, were you that's, a, that's the catchphrase of the priest. Dip it in ranch. Dip it in ranch. Now at the hour of our death, amen. Dip it. Dude. Did you want to be a priest ever? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Me too. Because I always, my take on the priests is they always get huge laughs. Oh. Dude, they have the they have their own stage. Yeah, they have the stage. You're on an altar. They're mic'd. They're mic'd. They're mic'd. Everyone's listening to every word. The acoustics are phenomenal. Yeah, and also the bar's low. The bar's so low. You don't expect the priest to be. People funny. are just thinking about death. Yeah, yeah. They're the just priest, thinking about it. The priest didn't even just do one little. He'd yeah. Like, That's my whole thing about destroyed. priest. Destroyed. He did a duck quack. It'd be like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John Boy. People are like, oh, oh hamburger, hamburger, <laughs> dip it in ranch. Dip it in ranch. That's what any priest Dip listening should ranch. add. Just a, yeah, a catch And now a letter catch from Matthew. That's Dip Jimmy, it in ranch. That's Jimmy Fallon's gift to you. It's priests. a priest. Priest should be yeah, a funny priest. Fantastic. Yeah. And you were an altar boy too. Yep. Yeah. I was the best altar boy. Yeah, I was pretty good. I was okay. the one. I, would like, I wasn't as good as Michael Cavanaugh, but yeah, who is? <laughs> <laughs> but you want someone to ring the bells? Yeah. I'm your dude. Oh, yeah. My timing was perfect. Uh, perfect. But my mom would come. I think that was my first taste of performing. Yeah. An altar boy. Coming out, my mom would watch me, and she goes, you, you were the best. You were Aww. the best. Aww. You rang the bell, you were the best. <laughs> it's like, please. I prayed I didn't for my, do anything. I prayed for my mom the other night. And, was, and, I, and I'd never done, I, you know, I did rosaries as a kid or whatever, but I, I hadn't said Hail Mary in that long of a time. But it's like, well, I do acupuncture. I don't really believe in that either. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid... When you were a kid, was there a group that wouldn't let you in? You remember that? I mean, comedians are tough, dude. Oh, that's interesting. I never, I got no support. No from... way, really? Oh man, yeah, that's no so one... interesting because you're you're so supportive of other comedians. It's it's like you're you're re, you're uh, reacting to that. Yeah, no one. I had, really had no friends. In, really? In, in comedy, you started when you were young. You started when like sixteen, seventeen, right? Yeah. It was just, no one wanted, I don't know, I just didn't, no one wanted me to be successful. I don't know what it was. But also, and having a guitar was lame. Oh, yeah. You like, you're guitar, a guitar yeah. act. You're like a prop guy. You know, I had a thing. It's like, right. I didn't have a click. I didn't have a group. It was no really kidding. kind of lonely out in LA. Yeah, I didn't have a good. So you went from St. Rose to Los Angeles. Yeah. And you were just go, like. Sleeping on my manager's couch. No kidding. And, yeah, I didn't even have my car. My dad was like, don't, you don't need a car in LA. Oh my god, it's that's right. That's the worst the advice. The only thing you need. It's the only thing you need in LA. <laughs> Literally the, the only thing you need. The heck am I going to do in LA? Yeah. Was, Uber didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I can't afford cabs. No, of course. What am I supposed to bus? I got to find a bus stop. Good luck. From yeah. where I'm staying, I go, oh my God, it was just That's so... interesting that comedians wouldn't let you in. No, so no, I didn't have really any friends there. There was, I mean, except maybe like, I remember like, you were friendly with like Todd Glass a little bit. Todd Glass. Because Todd said to me once, like, I love Jimmy. Like, Todd I, Glass I remember was that. F- 
friends with me, and he was actually one of the people that told me that his group didn't like me. Oh my god! <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. Wow. He's like, I'm gonna I, I gotta be honest. To He's him. like, I gotta be honest. We used to make fun of you, and like, we all don't like you. Yeah, they don't like have you. you. Ever, they, have they you would... ever heard Todd Glass do Mitch Hedberg doing Rodney Dangerfield jokes? It's like one of the greatest things you can watch. No he's way. Like, I love he's Todd like, Glass. He's like, I like rice when you're hungry, but you want to eat a thousand or something. <laughs> That's so funny, man. That's meta. That's really Isn't good. That wild? We went to like an acting class together. Yes. And bonded. Yes. And we, Was that we, the same one as Pablo Francisco? <laughs> maybe. It might at have been. At the improv. Oh, they, they had It was terrible acting class, but it was, like, it was just, again, it was like summer school. It was just a bunch of idiots. Uh, talking, making sure that I would. Rodney Dangerfield was my first impression. That was kind of my first foray into comedy because I, I, I loved Rodney. Yeah, he was like my first. He's a riot. Famous comedian in my head, and I think my parents would pay me like fifty cents to do his act. Oh my god! For people at parties. Wow. So I would put it on my dad's tie and be like, oh, I'll tell you, right, uh, my wife, my wife's cooking so bad. I mean, uh, since when does toast have bones? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that joke. Since when does toast have bones? Since when does toast have you bones? Go, uh, she, she told me to take out the garbage. I said, yeah, you cooked it, you take it oh out, all right? <laughs> I That's loved absurd. Him. That, I, so that, I would boy, do, that voice is so pitch perfect. He's the greatest. He's the best. He's the, I, I, would, I could listen to Rodney uh, for hours. In fact, my dad... Gave me the No Respect album, and my dad, being, you know, we're an Irish Catholic family, my dad would take, he took a key and scratched out the dirty words, like the, any F word no or way. any dirty words, scratched it out of the vinyl so it would skip over any dirty words. No way. And so I would, I probably didn't understand half of Rodney's acts. Like, oh, I was in the bedroom with my wife the other day, and no respect. And then oh, everyone clapped. My I kind of get it. <laughs> I missed the, he would scratch out probably the punchlines. I was like, they messed up my whole rhythm. That's so strange. Yeah, he edited stuff. It was crazy. No kidding. Was yeah, that was, like the household was like no cursing? No cursing. No bad Very words. overprotective. Very, I mean, I wasn't even allowed to leave my backyard. I had like a... What I, do you I mean? was, we, Well, I, I would have to ask them to cross the street if I hit a ball over the fence. Like they were just scared of me getting hit by a car or something. And Until how, how, what age? To, like, teenager? Yeah. I mean, dude, it was embarrassing. I had a chain-link fence so other kids could actually see through the fence see how weird I was because I wasn't allowed oh out. God. So my, I remember for Christmas I got a bike. Yeah. I go, what do I do with this? I go, can't drive it in the street. Drive it in the backyard. So I would ride it in circles in the backyard. Where'd you get how where'd you get your kindness from? From your folks, from your family, from your friends? Because you're so kind. You, over the years, like, we've known each other a little bit for 20 years, and it's like... You've always been nothing but kind to everybody I've seen around you. You works at your show, other comics. I don't know. I mean, my my, my parents, my grandparents, you know, they, my, probably my grandparents. Yeah. Were the, you know, I used to, they, I was one of those kids. I hung out with my grandparents a lot. They lived in our backyard, kind of. They For real? Not like in a tent or something, but they had a house. It <laughs> okay. was in our, it was, in, yeah. it was like 102 was at my address. That's interesting. They're like kind of 102 and a half. Yeah. You know? Uh, they, so they would they would be my babysitters. My friends would hang out with them. You know, you know, my grandmother and grandfather. I had I had, I had old friends when I was a kid. That's like, interesting. Like my Bill Geick was this guy. Was my first boss at this beverage center, Discount Beverage, and I just loved the guy. He was probably in his sixties, and he was like, "Jimmy, you want to go golfing?" I go, yeah. "Sure." So I go golf with him and his sixty-year-old really friends. Funny. Yeah, and I was probably fifteen. 
Wow. Friends with like 65-year-old dudes. No kidding. <laughs> my grandfather would get jealous. He's like, you hanging out with Bill? <laughs> that's my friend. Like, I'm just saying, dude. He's my buddy, man. I always like older people. Even in school, I was friends with the older kids. More than my grade. I'll try to cap off slow round with. Oh, yeah. With um, best piece of advice someone's given you that you used. Best piece of advice. I think, you know, what keeps coming up the older you get is like, uh, and I, my wife was the first person to say this to me, but happiness is a choice. Mm. And I think the older you get, the more, you, you, sometimes if you're too young, you won't, this won't, this will go over your head. But the older you get, you, there's a lot of choices yeah. that you get to make. Even you getting angry is a choice. Right. So if you stop it and whatever it is that's bothering you, you go like, okay, I'm going to make a choice right now. Either be angry or laugh, you're making a choice. Yeah. So I think that's great advice is that any moment, happiness, whatever it is, you're choosing joy. Yeah. You're choosing to be happy. It's like, you could have went the other way. You could make a joke about this. Yes. You can get mad about it. You're, these are all choices. And that's the one thing that everyone has. They're, they're, everyone's brains, that's the, you could take away everything. Yeah. Which is in the Victor Frankl book. Too. Yeah. Everything, but what they can't take away is your reaction and yep. your choice. Oh my God, yeah. So that was that's brilliant because that that's comedy in a nutshell, right? Because it's like comedy's tragedy plus time. It's taking a thing that's brutal. And one of my first jokes ever was I was a funeral and they handed out Kleenex at the beginning of the funeral, which I thought was cocky. Like, wait till you get a load of this funeral. You're gonna cry and cry. Wait till you get a load of this one. She's so she's so dead. Meanwhile, like I look she's back so on that dead. joke and I go, like, that was a really sad funeral. I was crying my eyes out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, of course. I mean, these things are real, but it's what you re- how react how you react to you it. Gotta how, make how it you, funny. It's how you're you kind got- to people around you in the middle of it. You have to. You have to make that choice, and you got to go. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh, I've been given so many great pieces of advice and. Uh, you know, but that was one thing that just kind of always stuck in my head. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a choice. Working it out is brought to you in part by Noom. It's an app where I type in what I'm eating, what how much I'm exercising. It gives me a lot of tips. A lot of it has to do with just sort of uh, creating a routine and tracking things in your life and kind of understanding yourself and your habits and being realistic. I mean, I, it's, uh, I, I talk a lot about it on the show, about sort of writing down everything in your life. And, and I think that, uh, that that can be true uh, for eating and, and exercise as well. It's a helpful, I mean, you might, you might end up getting some jokes out of it, you never know. Uh, it's, uh, every journey is different. Your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash forbigs, which is N-O-O-M dot com slash B-I-R-B-I-G-S to sign up for your trial today. I got a few new jokes. Let me hear. I want to hear some good jokes, some new jokes. I got some new jokes because I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to do, you You know the show so well, so I'm trying to just give you some stuff that's out of that universe, which is. Um, I, I like what you do on the show because I, I, I want to say one of my favorite guests you have is Pete Holmes. Oh, yeah, he's ridiculous. I don't know him. Yeah. And I, I don't really know much of him, but 
from what I hear, is really funny. But every time he's on your show, it's hilarious. He's and a you guys go at each other. Yeah, yeah. He makes fun of me, and you make fun yeah, of him. And yeah. you go, but then you you'll tell him a bit, and you go, yeah, it's kind of funny. Here's what I would do, though. I would yeah. change the ending, and I go, this is so funny, and it's so comedy nerdy that I love it, and it brings me back to like when I was writing bits and you know in the you know laundromat just scribbling down yeah. jokes and trying to yeah, top yeah. it and then talking to another comedian or if you know if they're nice enough they'll even come up and go like hey I have a tag for you yeah yeah totally you know and I go oh I appreciate that thank you it is funnier than what I was saying and yeah like I had one recently in real life like I was with a comedy seller and like my friend Zarna Garg threw me a tag and my friend Ryan Hamilton threw me a tag and they're like great comics great comics headlining comics and they just throw stuff at it and you're like, it's a com- it's the communal part of stand-up, which is a solitary art form. Yeah. Because it's very lonesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it's so lonesome. I just, yeah. And there's nothing to do during the day. No. For a comedian. Well, other than sort of meditate on what you're going to say at night. <laughs> at night. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, here's where, here we go. New thing with Una, because I'm away for my shows sometimes. <laughs> and so I created a thing in the family called Family Meeting. So we get together, go, Family Meeting. I did the first one. I go... Family meeting, and I pound the table. I go, first order of business, lunch. <laughs> then I'll go, second order of business, snack. And then I go, Una, what do you think should be the third order of business? And Una goes, what happened in the past? Wow. And, I, and Jenny goes, <laughs> That's my kid. what's an example? And Una goes, when mom was little, she didn't have a cell phone. What? <laughs> Oh. That's what happened in the past. Oh, it's the past. It's the past. Mom was little. She didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, that's a great sticks story. With her. That's, that's sticks with her. That sticks with for a seven-year-old kid. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fun? That's so, dude, I love family meetings. Family have you meetings done two, fun. Have you done two family meetings? We've done, yeah. We've done a bunch of family meetings. And I actually, it's this is a good reminder for me to keep doing it. They're fun. You should do them. A family meeting. Family meeting. Let's have a family meeting right now. Yeah. I love it. I would yeah. do a family meeting. Tr- I was trying to think of it because now I was... You know, I knew I was coming on here. I was like, oh, should I think of a joke? Because, I, I, you know, you, you do, we do so many kind of rewrites of stuff on the show. Oh, yeah. I never write stand-up anymore or yeah. jokes. But I was trying to write something that, like, uh, a behind-the-door middle finger <laughs> is kind of the best feeling. <laughs> behind the door you know what I'm like behind, behind the wall. Like, no one's—it's just like you leave in yeah, a yeah. big— Middle finger yeah. behind the right. There's no feeling. You better left than something that. right. You left something. You most, slammed the door. Middle, middle finger. finger it's, secret, the most, it's a secret, secret middle finger. finger. Secret finger. Secret finger. Yeah, yeah. It's the most powerful yeah, thing yeah. you got. You give the finger. You go. Yeah. It just, you know what it means, and yeah, only yeah. you know it. It's yeah. your. You own it. Yeah. And it's behind. You, sometimes you can even be in the door <laughs> and have the finger on the side, and they don't even know they're getting the finger. And that's a double whammy funny because you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get right to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> giving oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get right to that yeah, thing. Yeah, and you're totally yeah. giving them the finger. No, no, it's a secret finger. No, and that's great. nothing more. And you could even you could do it to the day you die, your deathbed. The right. nurse could be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Fallon. We can't give you jello. We're out of jello today. And I could be under the sheet and, and just, thank you, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Thank you for trying to get the jello. It's and like the I'm secret, under a sheet. And you're getting the secret finger. Thank you. You don't even realize. Thank you for trying. Thank you I for, know you're doing your best. <laughs> That's it. You that, till the day you die. The queen. Secret. I bet you the queen gives the middle secret. Middle yeah, finger. yeah. Queen's given the secret finger all Can the time. Can you imagine all yeah, this? Yeah. They're like, what, Andrew? What did you do? Just close the door, and then she's like, <clears throat> Jesus. Double, God. double bird on that one. Come on. Yeah. 
Charles, what is where, going on? Andrew, are you We're the royal family. What the Harry, what yeah. is happening? You're doing what? Okay, good. I'm hold on one second. I'll be right back. Let me get. And she'll go into the room, the loo, and just yeah. secret finger. Come back. All right, well, it's, your, it's your life. You can move to the States. Yeah. Yeah, of course she's getting secret, the bird. Secret she doesn't finger. know he's on the phone. Secret finger is really a part of all of our lives in a certain way, even if we don't do the secret finger. You can do it in your brain. You can do it in your I head. I could be doing it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I not. This, now I am, but I, I wasn't. This, I love this podcast. Yeah, you're getting it. But I, yeah. I wasn't doing it, but now I am. I'm giving everyone who's listening. Everyone who's listening right now is getting a, a secret. <laughs> everyone who's listening is getting a secret <laughs> finger right now. And they're giving it to me. Yeah. People listening right now yes, are giving me the finger. This fucking guy. They're going, yeah. This fucking I don't guy. know if they're physically doing it. Yeah. I, that's your power. Yeah, yeah. Or they're just thinking about it. Yeah. Someone right now is giving me the finger. It's your choice. And thank and you're welcome. Goes back to your wife's advice. It's yeah. your choice. You made a choice and yeah, it's your choice to give it. the secret finger. Exactly. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I asked Una secretly what we should get her mom, Jenny for Mother's Day. And Una goes, it's like a secret conversation. She goes, Mom's favorite animal is a gorilla. I did not know that. Wow. She goes, her favorite animal is a gorilla. So should we, we should get her a baby gorilla and a mama gorilla. And I said, absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea it was her favorite animal. And wow, I went online. Gorilla. I found, went, on, went, went on Etsy. I show Una. I go, okay, Una, look. I found these bookends that are baby gorilla and a mama gorilla. She goes, perfect. As though... This is a thing she totally knew about and just needed me to pitch her on it. So we get them for Jen, and, and Jen loves them, loves, loves the bookends. And I go, Una, this might be the best gift that mom has ever gotten. And she goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, she was just saying, oh, yeah, the yeah, bookends? Goes, uh, yeah. Like, this was the most obvious statement I could have possibly made. Like, we know two things for certain. Water is hydrating, and the best gift my wife will ever receive are a set of baby and mama gorilla bookends. That's a joke that needs work, but I think that the raw materials are there. <laughs> I thought the ending was, she, uh, was Una going, uh, that's yeah. A good, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good gift. Yeah, maybe that was maybe the it end. does end there. No, but, maybe it does end there. But that's then you added point. two more sentences. The hydrating thing. We know two things for certain. Oh, yeah, Water hydrates, hydrates you, and the best gift my, my wife has ever received is uh, two uh, bookends of Mama Baby Gorilla. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It doesn't do much, but a yeah. lot of times... A lot of times it's like, what is the starting point for the joke? You know what I mean? Yeah, Like, I'll true. stare at that, and I'll go like, well, let's take another crack at it. You really will. And just oh, stare at it, obsessed. Oh my god! The, a lot of Isn't my, crazy? a lot of my jokes are things that I have stared at because I know they don't work. But fundamentally, the story, the isn't story that, of the isn't baby, that fun? Yeah, yeah. To to make it work. Yeah. But this is why working it out. This is yeah. why you have this uh, show. But, but I, the, the fun of it is rewriting that and making that work. The raw material. What's the best gift? What's the best gift that you've ever given your wife? Uh, or your kids. I, or your I, kids. I crushed it one year. Really? Yeah, yeah. Here's what you do. <laughs> Here's what, come on. Yeah, here's what you do. The arrogance. There you go. Here's what you do. Sh- they're all shaking their heads. No, because the they're all excited about this. Everyone's <laughs> That's not this. why. Yeah, they're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> they're loving it. Well, here's what I did. So, uh, so it was her birthday, and it wasn't not like a, 
a double number birthday. It wasn't, okay. like, it wasn't a famous birthday. It wasn't a half year right. birthday. It wasn't like 45 or right. It was like 43 or something. Okay. Unsuspecting birthday mm-hmm. where you don't think you're going to get anything cool. Right. So uh, my wife, she was like, well, I'll just go out to dinner. And she loves sushi. So I go, great. We'll go to the sushi restaurant. Uh, she goes, who do you want to come? She's like, uh, just my brother. You know, and I, and his wife. I go, great. So the four of us will go. So I, I get wigs and kind of, uh, I get glasses, funny glasses and wigs just to wear, because I think that'd be funny to, okay. to, to, to wear. It's a birthday. <laughs> so we're wearing wigs and we're hanging out. Uh, 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 I got a driver. We, got a, we had a cocktail before we went to dinner. We go to the sushi restaurant. People are in there eating and stuff like that. And we're having fun. And all of a sudden, this uh, woman stands up and she goes, why do Birds suddenly appear every time. And I go, huh? And this other woman next to us goes, oh, she's drunk. And then, just like me, they long to be close to you. And then uh, a guy comes out of the bathroom. He goes, why do stars? Wow. I go, what? And then someone else stands up. I had hired the whole no way the whole restaurant. No they're way, all paid actors. They're all a choir, local choir. No way, and they all start singing. Close to you, and, oh and, and I was looking at Nancy, and I go, I just mouth like, "Happy birthday." <laughs> <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah, it was cool. It was so cool, man. It was so That's awesome. So crazy. The sushi chef came out, and the the trumpet came out. It was awesome, and then they all left. They weren't even really eating sushi. They were just there. I go, you could stay and hang out with us. I think you've uncovered something that's a good secret for gift giving, which is it's the unsuspecting nature of it. It's the, I'm giving you this, but actually it's this other thing. Yeah. Oh. That's the move. Slide of hand. Yeah. It's a nice. magic trick. I think that's a great story. Okay, I got two more. So one of my favorite places on earth is uh, is uh, the ocean swimming, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I'm afraid of sharks. We've talked. We talked about. This you make before. me nervous. Yeah. I know. I've always heard this urban legend. I don't even know if it's true. Is if you're attacked by a shark, you should punch the shark in the nose. That's true. I heard that. And and I always so whenever I'm in the water, I always imagine being attacked by a shark and me punching him in the nose and then i think like what if i miss like because like <laughs> he's, gonna be he's gonna be incredulous he's gonna be like bro you just you try just to swing? punch me you just punch me in the you nose of a shark i'm a shark <laughs> you you have any it's idea over. what you're doing yeah and he's it's gonna like, be like it's I'm like gonna... hitting mike tyson you better land it. <laughs> yes it's you better land that punch or you're gonna die yeah it's like you can't miss a swing at Mike Tyson. You go, yeah. What you just did? Did you? Did you? Did you, you know sw- I'm a shark, right? You swung at me. You know, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, no, no, no. It's over. That you got a split second. To and figure also, it out. you're in the water. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like you're on good ground. No, it's like landing a punch with Tyson in the ocean. Yeah. And you're like getting batted around by the waves, and then also you're gonna How do you land a practice? punch. How do you practice? How do you practice? That? You got to go in a pool and punch the wall for an hour. And you go, what? And then that's when that's where you get your divorce. <laughs> like, where's your husband? Like, he's punching the wall in the pool for three hours. That's when Jenny's like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. He's, he's punching. He's punching. He's the practicing wall punching in, just in, in case pool, he has, gets attacked by he a shark. He goes to the YMCA. He punches. He brings <laughs> his own fish. Dude, his little like, mini fish. Until there's blood the coming out of your knuckles. Until he's blood. Yeah. And it's floating in the water. He comes home. He's got and dead like, honey, fish in his, in his YMCA swim yeah, bag. It's like Rocky. It's like Rocky. Yeah. You bring a fish home and you just punch it. Oh my god! Punching the fish is also a euphemism. That's fun. I think that's a fun little piece. That's a great piece. Yeah, 
I love that one. I think that's good. But yeah, shark that's, punch. That's improved. Shark punch works. This is a quick one. I get frazzled in other countries. I was in Paris and I Funny ordered... Funny word, frazzled. <laughs> yeah. Already I'm into it. I was in Paris and I ordered a coffee and then I said, grazie. <laughs> I don't speak Italian and they don't speak Italian. Why did I bring Italian into this? I say grazie, the guy goes, okay. <laughs> he says, cowabunga, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's this California dude. <laughs> Gr- I get frazzled. You get frazzled. You, you get frazzled. Bank. You I were just in to... Wimbledon. You were at Wimbledon. I know. I, I when I was I used to go to London because no one knew the Saturday Live over there, so I can go and be anonymous. So I can go. But I loved even by the end of my trip, I would pretend to be British. And you're like, uh, "What's up? I'm in pounds." Oh my god. Two. All right. That was my accent. Did anyone call you on it? No. I would get away with it. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I just do everything in kind of a form of a question. How many pounds? Two. Yeah. How are you? Great. I feel like you could talk about your finger injury endlessly. It's the most sickening thing. That's the ring, the ring being stuck on a thing. I mean, it's horrible. It was the worst. It was just the most... If you can find the comedy in that, oh. you'll be forever... Oh. Uh, it'll be honestly be the great. That'd be and the you greatest. You go to any hospital. You go to any hospital. You tell that story like a t- as a ten minute version. Yeah, you'd crush because everybody would be like, "I feel that pain yeah. in my own way. I feel that pain." Oh God, it was so stupid. Because your finger, like as I understand it, when you were describing the show, like your finger went like that way, like sideways. Yeah, it was. I was like holding my. It looked like a candle wax, like a candlestick oh, version of a finger. God, it's white, completely no blood in it at oh, all. And I was like my holding God, my no. finger. And I was like. It happened so fast, and I tripped on this stupid braided rug ah. that had like it was like cool and had a hole in it and stuff. And I was just running, doing things, not thinking of anything, and just tripped, put my hand out, and the ring got caught <laughs> on the on the countertop. And I just, can't take it. Yeah, just tore my finger. Here's, here's my favorite part of that story. I feel like when you told the story on the Tonight Show, you didn't fully explain it. Is like you went to the hospital and were like, "I think I broke my finger," and they're like, "Hold that thought." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, We're going to cut it like, off. Well, like, how often do you go to the hospital and you go, I think it's a thing, and they go, it's much worse than that. Yeah, and no one wanted it. They were like, yeah, we're just going to cut it off. You yes. Yeah, you know, I was like, wow. And that's another crazy thing about that story is they were like, we can't even deal with this. We need to send you to another guy. Well, no, no, the way it works in the doctor world is if you try to do surgery on it and it's not successful, you get a bad Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so if you say I'm just going to cut it off, you yeah, get yeah, it, yeah. that you did your job. Yeah, you died. It was a success. Yeah, I cut it off. You, you don't try, and it doesn't work. Right. And, you're like, ah, and your review goes down. Right. Don't go to that doctor. Right, right, right. He's uh, they want they want percent. Yeah, they want four point seven stars on average. Yeah, this guy, he, he cuts off fingers. Fantastic. And then you went to some guy who was like kind of like an uh, eccentric. Yeah, he's the like, greatest. David Chu, Dr. Chu. Dr. Chu. Saved my fingers. He's amazing, amazing, awesome. He wore a bow tie and cowboy boots. <laughs> he was my doctor. And I was like, who is this? This yeah, guy's yeah. unbelievable. Already he's a character. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He went right in there. He took a vein out of my foot, oh. put it back into my oh. finger. And I had to like, I was in the ICU and trying to keep it alive and hearing a heartbeat. From my finger, just to make no sure way. that it's still real. Yeah, like a real human thing. Yeah, I think that story. I mean, I really do. I think like I think you could do a ten minute version of that story. I think you put that in front of an audience, and you see where the laughs are. Go back, see where the laughs are. You populate it out. Really, It'd be like the ultimate story. Do it for 
children's hospital benefits. You know what I mean? Like you could do it for, you could have it for like good causes. You It's the story that you never film. You just have it in your back oh, pocket. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could do that. I could, uh, I'll, uh, that, I, I won't I, work on that. Now. I think it's good. Yeah. All right. I wrote this one. Most distinct memories I have from growing up are when my dad would come to my youth soccer games and he would always say it wasn't about winning. It was about having fun. But he always seemed to be having fun when we were winning and he seemed pretty angry when we weren't winning. (laughs) Okay, so the final thing we do on the show is working it out for a cause. Is there an organization that you want me to donate to and we'll link to the show notes and we'll encourage other people to donate? Save your money. Oh, God. Save your money. Why would you so say that? This is all we're recording. No, I don't want to do any of this. Stuff. Save this your money. We're gonna no, so shoot this into gonna do the universe. Thing. I know what you're going to do with this. You'll we'll spend it on your no, child. No. You know, no. you give it to a cause. No, no. Who knows? They're driving around no, Lamborghinis just, and stuff. Why would you? Say I don't that? trust where it's no. going to go. The money's going to go. Keep the money. Nice. Spend it on your daughter. No, we're doing something nice here. Go get her a gorilla. Bookend. Children's hospital. It is. Yeah, you do think you? Yeah. Yeah, St. Jude's is a good one. Yeah, St. Jude's is a good one. I think just no, whatever you're going to donate, just surprise Una with something. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. See, I just did it. That's the unexpected gift. Why do <laughs> exactly. birds <laughs> suddenly? Appear I just did it, right? Yeah. Every time yeah. we are near. All right. So we're going to wrap it there. You're the uh, best, dude. Mike Perbiglia. Thank you. This is unbelievable. I'm honored to be on the show. Was it? Does it live up to the hype? Is it going to be the best episode ever? Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I thank you so much. Thank everybody here. Got a great team. All right. Thank you. Everybody. All right. Good to see you. That's a wrap. Um, great. I'll drive you home. Great. Drive oh yeah, you right can you hear me right home? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> working it out because it's not done. We're working it out because there's no. That's going to do it for another episode of Working It Out. That's Jimmy Fallon. He doesn't need, you don't, I don't need to tell you where to find him. He's the Tonight Show. It's on NBC. On Instagram, he's at Jimmy Fallon. Uh, You can find him on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, at Jimmy Fallon. Uh, He's fantastic. He's a fascinating person. He's someone I've looked up to for many years, and I'm lucky enough to call my friend. Um, you can see me at the Mark Taper Forum in Los Angeles for the month of August, as well as all across the country uh, in, in the fall. And look out for a New York announcement. I think there's going to be something. If, uh, sign up for the mailing list on burbigs.com. You will be the first to know about that New York. Working Out is produced by myself along with Joseph Berbiglia, who's my brother, as well as Peter Salomon. Consulting producer Seth Barish. Sound recording by Cynthia Daniels and Parker Lyons. Video recording by Nick Dimitrilakis. Sound mix by Shub Sarin. Supervising engineer Kate Belinsky. Associate producer Mabel Lewis with help from Gary Simons. As always, a special thanks to Mike Berkowitz, my consigliere, as well as Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Upfall. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. It's another Jack Antonoff music project that is a part of The Old Man in the Pool. I won't give that away. As always, special thanks to my wife, the poet Jay Hope Stein. Her book, Little Astronaut, is a book of poems. It's gorgeous. comes out in September. You can pre-order now. Follow her on Instagram, at Jay Hope Stein. As always, a special thanks to my daughter, Una, who helped create the original Radio Fort Made of Pillows, and now that we're in Los Angeles... 
She helped me today create another Radio Fort Minute Pillows recording this right now. She's holding a blanket next to my head as we speak. Uh, Una, do you have any advice for the folks? She's a little shy. So I'll, say, I'll tell you uh, a piece of advice she gave me the other night for my opening night here in Los Angeles. She said, pretend the audience is doing headstands. I think that's pretty good stand-up advice. Thanks most of all to you who are listening. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We're working it out. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.